Kaiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan. What's up? Paper, baby, paper. <laughs> Got yourself a wee bit of a harem here, don't you? <laughs> Is that the worst movie character of all time? It's got, he's got to be up there. Yeah. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Oh, uh, you know, just uh, chilling. Not really doing anything. Sick, dude. Sick, sick. Just watching hella movies, dog. <laughs> it, it's not any better the second time. <laughs> Not any better. <laughs> Ellen, what about you? What have you been doing? Yeah, we had a pretty good week. Uh went to uh, our cousin's college graduation party, which was nice. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Not much happened. Oh, yeah, I watched the, <laughs> watched the Cowboys game last oh. night. Again, I hate the team, but I'm now like a fan. Like, the refs <laughs> so screwed bad. us. The refs screwed us. The refs screwed us, but also, like, we screwed ourselves. Like, the Cowboys. No, it's not our fault. Now it's, now no, it's we it's, and us, Ellen? It's everyone okay. else's fault this is but us. <laughs> no, the Cowboys played that whole game, like, as if they were in a pure panic. Like, there's a mental aspect, and they were not there. Like, they just didn't have their shit together. Yeah, that was a tough one to watch, for sure. Um, it was really awkward. Um but yeah, by the end of it, I was like standing up and I was like, who am I even? I hate this team. Let's go, boys. <laughs> we the boys. We boys. You just said we and us, Ellen. You're clearly a fan. <laughs> we the boys, Ellen. <laughs> you them boys, Ellen. Yeah. God. So <laughs> stupid. Yeah. That was my weekend. Um, but no, I watched some movies. I got caught up on a couple of 2021 movies. And I, I saw you're using Letterbox now, you uh, freaking uh, champ. You are you crazy. kidding? It's so good. <laughs> I know. I watched uh, The Eternals because now oh. it's available to me for free. <laughs> oh. Oh. Good th- good. I like The Honestly, Eternals. Honestly, good Excuse job me. waiting until it was free. <laughs> yeah, that Eternals one, uh, was good. I would have seen it in theaters, but Cameron had better better foresight on this one. He was like, let's wait until it's on <laughs> Disney+. Plus." Um it was fine. Uh, it was okay. I think I have it like smack dab in the middle of my MCU rankings, which means I still gave it four stars, but it's like right in the middle. I think I gave it like three or three and a half. Like, yeah, it kind of falls in the middle to me, maybe like towards the back half. Um, like I, it's weird because like we've talked about how like we both like read a lot of like fantasy genre books and we like that those type of movies so like the Eternals kind of falls into that it's playing off of like you know ancient like Greek mythology. characters yeah. and shit I don't know I'm trying to like it's very mythology grasp driven. at straws yeah. yeah it's mythology driven that's what I meant so like I like that kind of stuff but it just it didn't really like. It didn't give what it needed to give as far as, like, actual story. Um, but, yeah, Barry Keegan's really cool in it. Yeah. I liked him a lot. It's him and Selma Hayek riding a horse are the only two good parts of the movie. <laughs> There's a few too many women in this movie for Ty's liking, so it makes sense. That he well, it's not too many women. It wasn't enough Selma Hayek. <laughs> That's a good point. I get yeah. And it's a bummer because, like, I like Gemma Chan. I just don't think, like... I don't know to make her like kind of sad and I think, unsure of her own power the whole time is not very fun to watch. I don't know. I had to keep looking up if she was the same actress from Crazy Rich Asians. 
Because I was like, this is so, <laughs> she is so much worse in this movie than she, she's so good in Crazy Rich Asians. I don't know what she's doing in this. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Richard, roommate Madden, giving us all kinds of sharp jawline, I don't which know what I that love. Means. Yeah, well, I don't understand the roommate in quotations. Oh, uh, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's famously been, quote unquote, roommates with, like, out gay men and like the media just continues to say that like they're friends they're roommates mm. and they're like it's like come on man <laughs> so yeah like they were roommates <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't follow the headlines but, that closely i didn't i was so confused where that was gonna go i had no idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no so I was, uh, in in my text i with a few of my friends we always refer to him as richard roommate madden because like some like blind item referred to him as that like as a joke and i was like that's hilarious because the press continues to be like he's roommates with or he's really good friends with or see him you know with his arm around his buddy in the park it's like come on man this this millionaire has to have a roommate so he can afford rent exactly (laughs) this star of game of thrones and a a marvel movie is he just can't can't make rent in brooklyn you know yeah been there uh, uh, but then I also watched um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye Oh, so good I <laughs> the, the, the acting performances Not the entire thing itself That's the thing is I genuinely like I liked it And it's very much of my alley As like a kind of like Former person who lived in like The evangelical world for a bit And like got out of it And now I see it kind of for what it is And like I wanted more of that, like, of, like, a real criticism of, like, the American nationalism, evangelical, right, you know, monster. But it also was, like, trying to give us, like, really high camp, which I love. Yeah. But, like, you kind of, I, I put that in my review, you kind of can't do both at the same time and succeed at both. Like, to, like, you know, to make an honest critique of American evangelical like structure but also give us like the camp that tammy day tammy faye deserves like it's it's kind of hard to do both but like jessica chastain is so good in it andrew garfield is so good in it and like living for vincent d'onofrio as jerry falwell senior i I love vincent d'onofrio and like anything (laughs) he's so good whenever he shows up as like a role character yeah, he's a really good character actor, and to see him play someone who's, like, in real life, a really, like, sinister person who had yeah. <laughs> just wielded that kind of power, I'm like, yes. Oh, it was very good. Um, I But, I, again, I only gave it three and a half stars because, like, in hindsight, like, it's just, it's not what I wished it could have been on both fronts. If so. you if you want that, watch The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Oh, yes. Because they do it. He- like super like i mean it is super campy satire camp. but like yeah. they totally call out all the they skewer super, the crap yeah. out of, i will say so i've been the season two is now out or is just now starting up again i yeah. think they have two episodes out of uh, only seen the, um one of them and i like the righteous gemstones a lot again for the same reasons of like being you know in the deconstruction mindset but like i and i understand that like their focus is Kind of the Tammy Faye, yeah, uh, Baker type of like televangelism and stuff, but like, man, if if I were producing on that show, I would have some side characters that are like the Hillsong, like cool preacher, hipster, 
vibe because like when I was in that world, it was nothing but like You've only seen the first episode? Of the second season. Okay. I've seen all of season one. They make a trip like, to really... Texas in the second season. And well, I think I know. you're gonna get what you want. <laughs> well, no, I saw well they do they go to Texas and they meet Oh, that's right, I did see the second episode though, because they're Eric they meet, Andre. Uh, Eric Andre, but he's but it's still like a big old flashy. But he's the cool. He's like the cool. Oh, you want yeah. the like? Okay, I know what you're talking about. Hills, yeah. like I want yeah. where the real the she current wants skinny jeans and yeah. like spiked hair and the the current scammers of the flannel. evangelical and, world. Yeah. Those, yeah, I mean, come on. Rolled up sleeves on their flannels to show that like Christians can have tattoos. It's they totally have t- cool. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I've. I saw, like, footage from, like, the Passion 2022 conference, the super spreader event in Atlanta, and it was, like, (laughs) (laughs) it was all, like, I love how they're all still stuck in, like, 2012 hipster aesthetic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Did you watch anything else? Um, I think that was it. I was, um, I finished rereading a book that was, like, one of my, like, top three books of 2020 because the sequel's coming out in a month and i kind of spent a lot of time on that it's called crescent city it was really good it's by the same author of the series that i recommended to you but um so i just spent a lot of my weekend just hiding and reading (laughs) sweet um i watched three movies this week actually which is more than normal. Like I'm usually like one, maybe two, That's or nuts, sometimes dude. none. So three <laughs> movies, dude. I freaking like basically just marathon movies all week, dude. Oh my god, um, you're watched... fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hold me back, dude. Um, finally watched Tick Tick Boom. Yes, uh, it was great. The, I thought it was really, really good. I I was a little bit more down on it than I needed to be the first time I watched it. The second time I watched yeah. it, it's it just gets better every time you see yeah. it. Yeah. It Man, was re- sweet I and really emotional. I really want Andrew Garfield and... to win the Oscar. Like, yeah. please, I wanted to win. And emotional and the music was good. I wanted to be double nominated. I wanted to be all great. What if he won Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nuts? <laughs> That'd be awesome. He wouldn't win Best Supporting for Tammy Faye, but no, the double nomination would give be it to him for awesome. Spider Man. He needs to win it for Spider Man. <laughs> Peter number three. <laughs> Have you seen the TikTok where they cut all of his scenes together? And it's just yes. the quintessential middle child, and it's just all of his scenes in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, um, yeah, I thought thought that was great. I gave it four stars um, because it sort of felt like if I had gone to see Endgame without having seen any of yeah. the Marvel movies that came up before <laughs> yeah. it, like there's just lots of moments where I can like, okay, th- this is a person that I should know who this is, but do not because I'm not plugged into the musical theater world. Or yeah. this is a reference that lots of people are loving right now and I'm just not getting, which is like great. That's, that is not a complaint about the movie. It's just more of a, that's for somebody else and not so much for me. So there's a few few parts that I failed to connect with a little bit, but it's just, I mean, yeah not a criticism of the movie more just like i'm not the intended audience for that but i thought it was great like of course i wept like a baby when he's Mm -hmm. playing the piano there towards the end and it was it was great love the music we'll be listening to the soundtrack for a while i really did not love that it opened with a song about the existential crisis that is turning 30 a month (laughs) before my 30th birthday that felt bad That did not feel good at all. I'm calling uh, it right now. Bohemia is gonna be uh, is gonna be on my most listened to songs in oh, nice. my rap 2022. Yeah, 
I great. made a TikTok with that uh, audio, and I never, on my personal account, ever make TikToks. But I was this like, is my 2021 rap. I actually love that trend on TikTok. I was all over that. Speaking of TikTok, you've been like, you made a show TikTok. Yeah. I did. I did make a show TikTok. I posted the uh, me cooking the recipe for last week. Um, and then I made a little like funny video of me making fun of me having to watch Waterworld. Um, <laughs> but I'll keep it coming. I, uh, to kind of roll into it, I cooked salmon tonight for dinner to kind of nice. go with this. Um, but I'm going to make the video tomorrow. I'm going to do the Emily Mariko leftover salmon viral recipe. But I'm going to do that tomorrow. Um, I just made, like, salmon and veggies tonight. It was very boring. Um, Sweet. And I'll I'll make a video for that. But, yeah, so the show has a TikTok. We should watch a movie pod. You can have, like, long names on TikTok. It's great. <laughs> um, we'll get Danny dancing on there at some point. Eventually. Yeah, dude. I mean, at one point, it's going to get weird that I'm the only person appearing in our show TikTok. But um... It's fine. <laughs> Uh, I didn't mean to skip a whole bunch. Um, so I. <laughs> I oh yeah, what else did you watch? Two more movies. I feel like I trample all over this. Sorry. No, that's fine. I that was my fault. I did that. Um, I I also watched The French Dispatch. Yes. And then I, and then you hated I also it, didn't you? Watched. <laughs> yeah, you're not even gonna talk about it. <laughs> skip right over. Uh, yeah, I just that's not my thing. Give <laughs> it two and a half stars. I do um, it. What did I text? I I gotta go through our yeah. text message again. But I I yeah. Oh, you you have told Ellen, me at length. Like, I don't hey, know. This is it. not gonna be your thing. Yeah, I don't know if Ellen liked it because she didn't post it on Letterboxd. I still haven't seen it. It's on my watch list. <laughs> but yeah, I have it. I have it as Ellen's gonna love it. Danny's gonna hate it. <laughs> no, it was more of like a. I have the ability to watch it now. I probably should just to like, can, it's one of the bigger movies that came out last year. So that was more of like, I need to watch this, but I figured I wasn't going to like it and I didn't. And that's okay. It's just that we know that I don't vibe with Wes Anderson's style of movie making. And this is that cranked up to 11. In yeah. This, which for people that are super into Wes Anderson, like I'm glad that you got this, but not my jam, and that's okay. I'm not gonna like complain about it because I know that I'm not the <laughs> not the person for this. Um, and then right after that, I watched Nobody and kind of loved it. Awesome, the Bob, Bob Odenkirk movie. Yeah, it's like I watched I, that on a plane. It's a perfect plane movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like 90 minutes, which of course is already my jam. But like, I just kind of love the uh, genre of movie that is like sad middle-aged man is actually a badass and nobody knows about it. Like kind of, between that and the John Wick movies, I'm like, this kind of rule. So that, that movie came out in like March or February of yeah, last year or early. something like that. And we mm-hmm. had someone who follows us on rank Kings, uh, or one of my friends, maybe he just DM'd me, but he called that like way back right when the movie came out, he's like, this is going to be on Danny's end of the year list for rank Kings. Oh yeah, I didn't see that DM. I I really dug it. Like I don't, I don't want to give away where it's at in my rankings on my like full. I I'm at 41 movies from 2021 right now. Um, I don't know if it's gonna show up. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But uh, it was, I thought it was a blast. And it was 90 minutes. Are you kidding? They don't make those anymore. It's brilliant. Jeez. <laughs> Good Lord. Totally. 90. There's nothing better. Nothing better, dude. Well, I watched a few more movies than you did this week. Um. 
a few okay, movies. That, I'll just go through the ones I haven't seen. This this segment last week was forty five minutes. Yeah. Long. <laughs> so I watched uh, Silence, I like which was not ninety minutes. That was a three hour long Martin Scorsese movie about Catholic priests going to Japan, and Ew. good God, was it boring. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember when this came out because it was like Adam Driver before everyone was like super hyped about him and Andrew Garfield right around the time that like he was Spider-Man. He's like, you know, I'm going to do the most serious role of my fucking life. (laughs) It was just like it looked amazing. It was great performances. But like after three hours, I'm like, wait, like so like there's no message to the like there's no what was the point of this <laughs> this is based on a true story yeah about two catholic priests that got held hostage in a other in like a another country it was so <laughs> stupid um i gave it three stars um and then i watched my dinner at, with andre you still gave it three stars yeah i mean because it looked really good and the performances were really good like it's a sure. good movie i'm just never gonna watch it he doesn't miss even when he misses yeah, yeah. Uh, watch my dinner you with see the Irishman. It sucked. Yeah, I didn't give that one a pass. <laughs> uh, watch my dinner with Andre. It's just two people talking at dinner. It's like a podcast. It was like watching a podcast, and it wasn't an interesting podcast. It was like uh, Wallace Shawn, who's really good in this. I loved it. I gave him three stars alone. He got three stars. But Andre in this was so annoying. My review was, I wish the waiter had spit in Andre's food while they're eating dinner. <laughs> he was just one of those people where they just take over the conversation and they only talk about super intellectual stuff that actually doesn't mean anything in the long run. It's just very annoying. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, In the Heat of the Night, which is a uh, uh, Sidney Poitier movie, which is like, had the slap heard around world where he slapped the the racist plantation owner or whatever. It's a, a, a black guy from Philadelphia comes down to a rural city in Mississippi to investigate a murder. Um, really good. I thought it was a really good movie. And it's not that long. Danny, it's in color. So Is this the one that he won the Oscar for? The first black man to win best actor? Um, I don't know if it was that in Heat of the Night or... Someone's coming to dinner or whatever that movie's called. Oh, look who's coming to dinner. Yeah. No, I think look who's coming to dinner is a little bit later on in his career. I thought that was before this. This was nineteen. Oh, maybe maybe it's early in his career. Shit. I don't yeah, know. Uh, but I mean, so he was really good. Also, there's a line in this that's in Lion King that I had never known about. He's like, they really? call me Mister Tibbs, and he like says, "That's I was what like, they're referring to." What? <laughs> that's that's the Pumbaa line from the Lion King. Pumbaa is referring to yeah. a Sydney Poitier they, movie that not a single child of the 90s would have gotten. <laughs> they call me Mr. Pig. Yeah, I would, <laughs> would never know that. Um, and then I watched The Tragedy of Macbeth. Freaking loved it. It's my favorite play. Mm-hmm. I've been reading it once a year since sophomore year of high school. So freaking really? good. Denzel. I think Denzel's the greatest Shakespearean actor of all Wait, time. pause. Ty, that's super impressive. Like, yeah, it's my favorite. Like, one of my favorite pieces of literature of all time. And that's also, like, that is why I hate Romeo and Juliet so much, because it gets so much praise over Macbeth. But, yeah. Or and attention. It could not be more different than yeah. Macbeth. <laughs> but I love it so much. I mean, this was everything I wanted the, like, 2015 Michael Fassbender movie to be. It was so good. It looked amazing. I mean, Joel Cohen, mm-hmm. what did you expect? Um, and Denzel, greatest Shakespearean actor of all time. This, and then... Much Ado About mm. Nothing, which came out in like the nineties. Oh, that's right, he is in that. So yeah. good. I think he I like love that he one. needs to just stop doing like 
the Equalizer movies or <laughs> Little Things or whatever that movie that came out last year and just do like Shakespeare movies. He is uh, so better good. than Ansel Elgort in West Side Story. Are you sure? Do you want to maybe rewind that? I am Take absolutely positive. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> okay. Positive. Um, what's take. the um, what's the duo in Hamlet? Um, it's like Gilden, Mr. and Mrs. Hamlet. Uh. Rosencrantz and Gildan something. Yeah, um, yeah, it's Rosencrantz and something. I don't know the second one. Well, there's like a there's. Why are we talking about like Hamlet a, right now? I don't know. But I, I remember like being really like into it in high school, and then like I totally just left that part of me there to be like, I love Shakespeare and, and like Gildenstern. Yeah. Yes, Rosencrantz and Gildenstern. There's like a there's like a comedy, like play that's called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead and it's like all about the side characters I want to say I don't know this is totally irrelevant and I don't yeah, know why it has I nothing to do up. with Macbeth which is what we're talking with... about should I watch the tragedy <laughs> of Macbeth or am I going to hate it I think it's really good that, I, that sounds really stupid it's not that long that <laughs> I mean it isn't black and white but it's like like the shots in it are crazy amazing like it is looks it all... so good is it all like Shakespearean language, or is it? Like yeah, it's the date? it's the true okay. script. So you're, gotcha. you're you might want to throw on the subtitles with this one for sure. I, I mean, I watch everything with subtitles <laughs> anyway, so it's fine. Um, and then I watch Cyrano or Serrano or whatever. Nah, nah. <laughs> really great story. I would have loved to see this if it wasn't a musical. But the music sucked. The music was so bad. There were two good songs, oh, and that was. It. Is this the Peter Dinklage? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a classic. This is like a retelling, right? Of like right, but classic. The songs are just so bad. There's two good songs, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, well, but yeah, uh, oh, and I watched some new TV. Station Eleven, awesome, really good. I really want to read the book now. It's a new ser- mini series on HBO Max. Um, mm-hmm. Just one season. It's really good. Um, and then. I started Midnight Mass, which, okay, let's right off the bat, I go into this, the way Ellen explained this to us, I thought it was like this weird like anthology series where every episode is different and they're talking about like their past, like the monologues about Catholicism. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to watch that. (laughs) And then I started watching it and the first episode, I'm like, okay, little bit different it's just like a small town people you got the alcoholic you got the the new preacher like okay it's just like a small town catholic church and they're dealing with their lives and then episode three comes up and boy boy Ba-boom. this is fucking <laughs> nuts like literally i had no idea going into this what this would be and it totally took me by surprise like i texted ellen to tonight before we recorded i was like this is fucking insane that I because mm-hmm. I had zero expectations of what would happen because I went into it thinking it would be like some art house like only monologue. The way that joke. Ellen sold it is like this is the most boring thing I could possibly imagine. Was it just priests sitting around? That's talking? what I thought. Like, I, thought so I thought it was going to be like I thought it was going to be like the two popes, but just every episode is different. It's people complaining like, about Catholicism or something like that. I will that that is on me. That is my bad. I sold it terribly. I really should have led with. Matt Saracen. Matt Saracen. Um, oh. Also, like... A lot of Neil Diamond. Is... Directed by the guy who did <laughs> Lighthouse Manor in okay, Haunting is what, at Hill this House. This is what I was trying to say. It <laughs> is Diamond? it is anthology because it is on the backs of Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, and this is his... It's like... 
you know, like like American Horror Stories and anthology, every season's different. It's this guy's, you know, yeah. he's doing quote unquote horror series, Haunting of Hill House, which is a freaking masterpiece, Blind Manor, which was good, and then this is like completely different, but still by the same guy. That's what I meant by anthology. What? And yes, it's incredibly this, Catholic, yeah. but it's like such a this, conversation I mean, about Catholicism, which if I was again, saying it, give it to me. Like <laughs> if I was selling it, I'd say Haunting at Hill House, but Catholic. What you sold us was the vagina monologues, but Catholic. I did not say that. <laughs> That's I said the it's monologue heavy. Tell me I'm us. wrong. It is monologue heavy. It like, is, but it's like a heavy Every drama. scene has like three yeah. intense monologues. I mean, every episode. <laughs> Danny, I say... actually think you would like this. Like, no, I was Neil sold... Diamond? There's a lot of There's Neil, Neil Diamond music. Like Sweet not Caroline not Neil the... Diamond? No, like the real oh. Neil Diamond. Everyone goes to Sweet Caroline. Neil is Diamond's one of the greatest. Neil Diamond? Artist of all time. Don't talk no, crap like Neil Diamond. I'm not talking crap. What you need to calm I'll down. I'll get real talking crap. Over Neil I'm Diamond. just making sure we're talking about the same Neil Diamond. Who other? What other Neil I Diamond? I don't know, dude. I don't about. Know. You just said you were talking about this movie about this small town Catholic church, and you're like, yeah, it's there's a lot of Matt, music. Matt Saracen and like Neil Diamond, episodes. and then you didn't go further with it. What do you mean? What are you? You're shocked. I have questions where you just throw in Neil Diamond and then skim past it. Here's the thing. I have so much that I would love to talk about, but like it's all spoilery. Yeah. So like I don't want to get into it, but like this Midnight Mass is awesome for a lot of reasons that I can't say without spoiling anything. And that's why I like I got all tongue tied and I just fucked up trying to sell it to you guys. It's really yes. good. Um, Danny, you'd, you'd like it. Anthology I checked out. You'd like it. Because No, it's an anthology like <laughs> season. Like every season. <laughs> it's not. It's actually not. It's not connected to Haunted at Hill House or Bly Manor at all. So it's not an anthology. Which is what it's anthology just a mini series. It's just a mini series that has no it connection like to series. anything. <laughs> That's true, because if you pulled up Midnight Mass, you wouldn't see it as, like, season three of, like, this yeah. weird thing. It is, it's a miniseries. It's his third miniseries, I should say. And he likes to use some of the same actors that he's worked with in the past, namely Katie Seagal, which is his wife. <laughs> it's good. And she's very, very good. Danny, I think this is what you would have wanted The Exorcist to be. <gasps> like, if yeah. The Exorcist okay. was this, you would have really liked it. Because it is, like, a kind of, I mean, I feel like I'm watching, like, this bigger conversation about Catholicism while, like, other spooky things are happening, man. Like, it's really, you know? It did. The first episode, it was like, oh, there might be too much Catholicism in this for me to watch, but it kind of dies down later on. Cool. Can we talk about Waterworld? (laughs) Can we keep talking about Midnight Mass? No. We've been here forever. Hey, we shall suck and savor the flavor mm. of dry land. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do <laughs> this. I'm not watching Midnight Mass. That is like but a, He just quoted Waterworld. I just quoted Waterworld, uh, baby. Yeah. That, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Makes, it's actually a disgusting. direct quote from Macbeth. So my, mind was still, my mind was still like fully tuned into Midnight Mass talk, and I was like, where in the hell would they have said that in Midnight Mass? Yeah. Uh, you shall yeah. suck and savor the flavor yeah. of dry land. No, that's that's par for the course for Waterworld. Doesn't bother <laughs> me in this context. Um, are we are we ready to start this? Let's up? go. The <laughs> movie well. we watched for this episode is 1995's Waterworld, directed by Kevin Reynolds, stars Kevin Costner, Jeannie Triplehorn, and Dennis Hopper. Has a 2.8 rating on Letterboxd and a Rotten Tomato score of 48 percent. <laughs> 
<laughs> in a futuristic world where the polar ice caps have melted and made Earth a liquid planet, a beautiful barmaid rescues a mutant seafarer from a floating island prison. They escape along with her young charge, Enola, and sail o- off aboard his ship. Um, Ellen, you had never seen the entirety of this movie. You said you had seen bits and pieces and tried to avoid watching as much of it as you could. Sort of understandably. Um, but because you had not seen it in its entirety, it means that it was eligible for this show and we've been holding it over your head since the beginning of this <laughs> podcast. Ty played it beautifully and picked the most unexpected time, the middle of January to do right this episode forgotten about Waterworld. Yes. Yeah, Ty did perfect. Um, <laughs> but because of that, Ellen, that means that you had to write the summary. Uh, for this beautiful, wonderful, <laughs> massive movie. Uh, so whenever you're ready. <clears throat> yep. Jesus Christ. Okay. This is good. Make sure you're in the Cue right, the tribal right uh, futuristic. <laughs> down the rest the, of my life. The papyrus of a movie score up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, this movie's playing. I'm like, what the hell is this avatar ass soundtrack? <laughs> I'm tempted to go refill my wine at the moment. Um, <laughs> all right. So, for the summary of Waterworld. <laughs> like the true masterpiece and achievement in art that I can already tell that this film is, it opens with our main character drinking his own piss. <laughs> the world is now covered in water because the polar ice caps have melted, which honestly doesn't sound too far off. Kevin Costner scavenges the sea on his steampunk vessel and he arrives at a floating city to trade dirt, a sacred commodity in the water world. The people of this floating city try to make him stay and discover that he has gills, so they put him in water jail. He meets Helen and Enola, a grown woman and a little girl who are trying to leave the floating city and find land. Enola, the child, has a back tattoo that is supposed... I thought it was a tramp stamp at first. It's a back tattoo that's supposed to be some kind of map to the land, but they can't figure out how to read it. They are attacked by bad guys on really sick jet skis. <laughs> In a scene straight from The Wizard of Oz, an old man who promised to take Helen and Enola away floats away on a hot air balloon, and they're left behind, leading Helen to rescue the mariner from the water, from water jail, only if he promises to take them with him. They escape the jet ski stunt show just in time to save their own boat. <laughs> it turns out the bad guys, led by Deacon, is looking for Enola and her special map tattoo. The Mariner doesn't want the liability of taking care of them, so Helen tries to sleep with him and then threatening him to make him change his mind. He gets annoyed by the girl and just tosses her overboard. And despite growing up in a world that's entirely ocean, she can't swim. Insane. <laughs> More of the bad guys, turns out they're called smokers, come and attack the boat by trying and try to get the girl. During the attack... During the attack, Helen messes up something on the boat, so naturally the mariner hacks off all of her hair with a machete. They come across a drifter, and he almost trades half an hour of private time with Helen for a couple pieces of paper, but the mariner changes his mind at the last second in a sudden moment of morality. (laughs) I hated every second of this guy on... Of course, he starts to have a change of heart after this about Helen and Enola. Maybe likes them a little, and he teaches Enola how to swim. Um, Deacon and the jet ski boys attack. The enthusiasm of this. <laughs> teaches Enola how to swim. To swim. Um, 
It's nice, I guess. I don't know. Deacon and the jet ski boys arrive and attack in another attempt to steal Enola, and of course, they get away. Uh, Mariner and Helen get into a fight because she realizes he's never been to dry land, and he doesn't say, and he says that it does not exist. He takes her down to the bottom of the ocean in an air bubble so she can see the old, civili old civilization that is now deep underwater. She's astonished, which blows my mind. Like, don't these people know that, like, underneath all this water is, like, what used to be land? Like, I don't... That... I, whatever. Uh, they, he just saw paper for the first time it's in his entire so life. It's been so long, about? Ellen. <laughs> I continue. Sorry, continue. continue. Deacon knows the rules of golf, but no one knows what happened in society before this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had a, a, a famous... A, a, ga a game that is famously played on land. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh... <laughs> Deacon finally gets, uh, what? Oh, typos. Hang on. <laughs> you can tell I really cared about this. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Deacon finally gets to them and boards this steampunk boat and destroys it. Mariner and Helen hide under the ocean and make out while Enola is being dragged away. With Enola gone and their boat on fire, it's the perfect time for Mariner and Helen to finally have sex. Um, out of nowhere, the hot air balloon guy re reappears and saves them. Takes them to a boat full of other people that are frantic for God knows why. Um, Mariner takes off on a jet ski on a solo rescue mission to go get Enola from Deacon and the smokers. Not because he cares about the map to dry land, but because she's his friend. <laughs> uh, he blows up Deacon's ship. Jesus. More, more jet ski stunts and jumps ensue and then helen shows up just in the nick of time on the hot air balloon to rescue them from the sinking ship uh they figure out how to read the tattoo map from that random piece of paper and they make it to dry land enola recognizes it as where she's from but mariner sees horses and hears birds and he gets terrified and has to leave so he returns to the sea where he belongs because duh he has gills he's a he mutant <laughs> and that's Waterworld, one of the biggest and most infamous flops in movie history <laughs> the end <laughs> i don't appreciate your sarcasm <laughs> God. he had to return to the sea he's a mutant you don't remember yeah, he that gills whole... he doesn't belong on mutant <laughs> alan said because he's her friend god <laughs> get out of here he looks straight at deacon's eyes and goes she's my friend yeah it was in that sweet. weird monotone way that only kevin costner can character speak. growth <laughs> ellen all right uh ellen what'd you know about this movie going in uh, uh i knew about the drinking piss uh i knew about the he purifies the... it okay he purifies sure. it before he drinks it I had seen the scene where they do the the initial attack on that floating city, which is like essentially, I'm pretty sure I saw a jet ski and water ski show just like that at SeaWorld when I was a kid. They have it in like, like Beijing. You know, they have like a water world like show in Beijing. Uh, there's, well, like a, I mean, there's like a version of Harry Potter world at like a Universal Studios or something accepted as a water world. I saw like a water ski and jet ski like stunt show at like... Might have been that when dude. I was a kid, and might have been a Waterworld exhibit. Just you don't the know. same to me, just with like weird steampunk aesthetic attached to it. Um, Ellen saw a like Waterworld demonstration. <laughs> she's like, it, they're just copying the Sea World thing. Ellen once saw yeah. a jet ski on the water and was like, "That's Waterworld." 
That's just no steampunk. They're doing Waterworld tricks. Waterworld just copied you, dude. Yeah, they're just doing jet ski tricks. I mean, if there's anything I learned from watching this entire movie, it's like sick jet ski tricks, bro. Um, yeah, remember that PS2 game that we all played tricks. when we were kids? Yeah, no, skis? the yeah. GameCube, the GameCube game, Wave Runner. Whatever it was, <laughs> you set the new at my cousin's house. <laughs> my dad I had a friend sixty four. I think. My dad slaps. would always brag about beating our <laughs> records in that game to us. Yeah. Like game us slaps, like ten year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember playing that game at my cousin's house when I was a kid and I thought about that the whole time I was watching this. Oh, what a great game. Yeah. I knew he had gills. <laughs> Ty, what's your background with this movie? Um, I've seen bits and pieces of this like it was all. I felt like it was always on like TNT or like USA Network or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd seen bits and pieces, but I had not watched it fully until last year when Seventy Millimeter did it for one of their episodes, and and it was on Netflix for a, a bit. Yeah, and year. it just blew me out of the water. <laughs> Whoa! I see God. what you did there. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> Uh, sweet. I, yeah, it just like this movie was on like the USA channel every other day, I think. So I've probably seen this yeah, it's like got six or seven times in my life. Whatever network had the burn notice on it. Like that's what <laughs> that's USA that's what channel is on. Yeah. So I feel like I've seen this. I saw this movie like a whole bunch as a kid. And even, even as a kid, I'm just like, what is this buck wild <laughs> nonsense I'm watching right now? Uh, but it's, I've always thought it was a blast. Like uh, the only memories I've ever had of, of Waterworld, the only thoughts I ever have when someone mentions it, it's like, that movie's fun as hell. So, um, except let's for, get in. Except for Alan. Right, right. Um, let's get into our highs. Ty, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I didn't have a lot of highs, but I have really good highs with this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I love that everything is just over the top camp. Just yeah. nuts. It's I mean, uh, Deacon is looks like he's acting in an entirely different movie than Kevin Costner, and I'm totally <laughs> fine with it. I love it so much. And there's this whole thing where – so I haven't seen the Ulysses cut, but there's a shot where he looks at the picture of the captain of that, like, freight ship that they had, and apparently there's a whole, like, 15-minute scene – not 15-minute scene, but, like, a 10-minute scene where, like – they established this religion where they worship that mm-hmm. <laughs> picture of they, the captain. They made like yeah, mentions he he to mentions like religion. a god at the end. I'm like, what god? Who's yeah, god? He, the saint. It's like Saint Williams or whatever. That's like the captain. Yeah. Of the ship. So apparently, it would have been funny if it had been like Captain Cook, like the famous like explorer of like the 1500s. Yeah. Or whatever. So apparently, this movie was supposed to be like super super long, and Kevin Costner came in after the super long cut had been put together and was like, no, fuck this. It needs to be shorter. It needs to be way shorter because he just had. Had, it was like maybe it was Dances with Wolves. Yeah, I think he was that Oscar was nominated like three times over for Dances with Wolves. Was it okay? This embarrassing piece of shit. Well, maybe it was something else. <laughs> he, uh, it was something else. Then I guess he had just had something come out that was like three hours and super long, and it flopped, and everyone that, hated uh, it, and it made no money. And so he was like, I can't do that again. I can't put out another three-hour stinker. So, uh, if well, there's like four cuts. This would flop worse than any movie had ever flopped. <laughs> there's like four cuts of this movie. So there's the <laughs> theatrical cut. There's the extended cut. There's the cut that was only on TV. 
And then the mm-hmm. Ulysses cut, the fourth one is all of those put together. And I've, from what well, I've the heard, the Ulysses cut's apparently like a fan edit. Yeah, that was so good that the actual like movie distribution good. company like gave it the okay and was like, uh, yeah, can we just sell this? I almost bought it, great. but it's like sixty dollars. So yeah. I was like, nah, I'll just buy the Criterion Bottle Rocket DVD instead. <laughs> yeah, a much better use of your money. Um, all right, the set design, amazing. Everything, I think everything looked really cool. I didn't really get the whole steampunk thing that Ellen was going for. Oh, and everything was incredibly like steampunk. There was just no me? steam in the entire movie. Well, so. I mean, it's the water version of steampunk, but yeah, it really felt like I was playing like whatever that video game is that's all steampunk. I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, I love the world. I mean, this world is amazing. Me and Danny have talked about this multiple times that we want like an entire reboot to this franchise starring, should I say it? I'm assuming both of us. Well, Ellen might have. I I didn't do it because we talked either. about it so much. Um, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it. Yeah, you can say who it is. Oh, uh, because you might have casted him as your as your person. Um, I doubt it. Okay, but you have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about because we talk about it on Rank Kings, and you don't listen to Rank Kings. So, <laughs> hey, I listen sometimes to Rank Kings. I talk to you guys once a week, and I text you every day. What is Ellen, that not enough? What the hell? I've listened to all. <laughs> Four episodes of love that movie that you've ever every come single out one. With, so every single episode. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this. Such a just I, that guy who just says paper whenever he says paper. It just makes me paper. crack up every single time. <laughs> paper. Just the paper part, not the rest of the part where he wants to buy the women. But yeah, when, very weird. Very when weird, he very starts weird, very weird. Yeah. talking about the a paper. Piece of paper for a woman. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, the special <laughs> effects, the stunts, the set design. I mean, an, on another level. This was so, The stunts were amazing. I mean, say what you really? will. They filmed this all in water, and those stunts looked awesome. The I miniatures like looked awesome. stunt show at Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah, the super those are awesome. Yeah, I those are, have you been to wires. a stunt show at Universal? They're <laughs> fucking sick. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. I loved all of that. I love Deacon just being so ridiculous. I still, to this day, do not know how he didn't get a sunburn with a bald head. I mm-hmm. I ask my que- that question every day because mm-hmm. if I take my hat off when it's 60 degrees and sunny outside, I'll get a sunburn. <laughs> Been there, bud. Yeah, but yeah. Cam's the same. <laughs> um, and then I love this scene where they go underwater to the city. I just love like imagining that aspect. Yeah, okay, special effects might not be so great, but... I just love that, like looking at like w- the she civilization bubble. from underwater. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, and the boat, the boat's so cool. Like, how do you not want that boat? It's got a name. I'm sure someone will yell at us for not remembering the name, but he named it. Yeah, it's know, got a name. I'm pretty sure it's got it's a called name. Bird. <laughs> it's called Bird. Same name as Charlie Parker. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll go next. Uh, no, Ellen, you should probably go next. Let's sandwich the whatever you're going to spew out of here with <laughs> some actual positivity. For highlights? Um, yeah. Cool sunsets. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, then I, and then I wrote, you remember that PS2 jet ski game? <laughs> Wave runner. <laughs> Ooh. Those are my highlights. Can't wait to get to the lows. <laughs> Doofa, doofa. 
Okay, um, the opening aerial tracking shot of this entire world that's covered in water, closing in on this boat, I thought it looked great. I really enjoyed it. It I did. Thought that was a nice, a really nice opening shot. And I like how they um, zoomed in right on his the ass. They zoomed in yeah. right on his like everyone I'm talks about pre-ass. it. Being, but they pre-ass. zoom in right Listen. on his ass right when he clenches. And you gotta know that's a Kevin Costner. Like we gotta have this in the movie. That's Kevin Costner. I'm really ass. pissing, guys. <laughs> um, they're talking climate change. They're talking evolution in the mid '90s. It's way ahead yeah. of its time. Oh yeah, movies weren't this doing was... this in the '90s, dude. Yeah, suck it. Don't look up. They were doing this in 1995. <laughs> Adam McKay, sure. suck this. Suck Waterworld's farts, dude. <laughs> Freaking beat you at 25 years, my guy. <laughs> Um, what if this the... movie got Leonardo DiCaprio into climate change? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't prove that it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the fact that after years of this dystopian world and this blending of cultures and new languages being created, uh, people with southern accents still exist. <laughs> Dennis Hopper was just the countryest accent. <laughs> <laughs> the worst, dude. We'll talk accents in a little bit. So don't you worry. Accent. At one point, he's like, Adios, cousins. <laughs> yeah, he kept, he kept calling cons. everybody cousins. Like, he called the in it, like the people he was attacking cousins, and then he would call his, like, friends. Like, he just called everyone cousins. <laughs> he just said, Adios, cousins, before Adios. his brother. Are you kidding me? It's so good. Um, and then... Uh, can you get us out of here? I'd say there's two chances of that. No way and no how. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, last night, was, this is a cool idea for a movie. And did they miss on execution? Yeah, probably. Um, but re- I think Definitely. I think there's a cool movie somewhere in here. Hey, you know what? Uh, the the you know whatever the park is going strong in Beijing. I. I think this is ready for a reboot. This is a real Mad park. Max. Is this confirmed? Yeah, in Beijing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big. It makes a lot of money too. Mm-hmm. The, I think a Mad Max style reboot, starring Miles Teller. I mean, that would make you a billion dollars right there. <laughs> um. All right, I've got a slew of it fun facts this time. Oh wait, do you have the ready. cameo in this though? The cameo. Jack Black. Yeah, the plane. Yeah, the Jack- guy who is flying the plane is Jack I Black. That. <laughs> it's like his Jack first Black. role. Jack Black has a very small part in this movie, that beautiful boy. Um, no, most of them are about how Kevin Costner is an asshole. So, uh, Kevin Costner personally invested $22 million of his own money in this movie because he believed in it so much, which is cool. I'm into that. Um, Kevin Costner also demanded that the visual effects yes. crew hide his receding yes. hairline digitally, which oh, is an incredibly so expensive thing to do oh in 1995. I'm so glad that you did that. <laughs> you put that in there. That's my favorite fun fact about oh, this movie. He just he demanded it, and it's like that's not an easy or cheap thing to yeah. do in 1995. Just like to hide why not his hairline digitally? Why don't you wear a wear wig, wig, bro? Wear a wig, dude. <laughs> There's people in Hollywood whose jobs are to make good wigs. Um, apparently everyone hated working with Kevin Costner because he's such a control freak when it came to writing and directing, like multiple times writers would just be like, all right, then you write it and like hand the shit over to him. D- the director walked off at one point and was like, you finished the fucking movie then Kevin. Yeah. I heard <laughs> like Costner like a directed a majority of this movie. Yeah. Cause like Kevin Reynolds walked away. Movie. 
And this is after coming like, off that Dances with Wolves high, like I'm an Oscar nominated writer, yeah. director, and actor. Well, and this is after Costner was like, I'm only going to make this movie if Kevin Reynolds comes and is the director. So like Costner like got Fucking this awesome. guy this job. That's that's yeah. what that's the other movie that flopped that Kevin Reynolds is uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Reynolds directed that one. Yeah. You know what? And that movie is not that bad. It's like, not great. It's not good. It's not good, but it's not that bad, especially compared to this. Are you kidding me? Okay, come on. <laughs> so they filmed they filmed this movie, at least most of it, uh, off the shores of like Hawaii, like these Hawaiian Ka- islands. Kauai, specifically. Okay, oh, where gotcha. I honeymoon. Yeah, hey. it's where they filmed uh, like Lost and Jurassic Park and all that. Oh, I know. Like I that shot. <laughs> that shot when they see land. That's uh-huh. the valley where the helicopter flies in in Jurassic Park. Oh, the sand cool. was not that color. Well, and a lot. Did you see how green that was? That wasn't real green. They like clearly digitized <laughs> that. Okay, <laughs> true. Um, yeah. a- apparently, they used every available piece of metal that, on this actually. entire island to build the atoll. The first one they go to, where Helen and Anoa live, they used literally every piece of available metal that was like, available to be bought on that entire island to build that i think it weighed like millions of pounds how awesome how awesome would it be it like 20 million dollars to build that floating city thing how awesome would it be to go like visit like go see a stunt show you have to drive out there on a boat and you get to go into this like atoll that has like a makeshift like society that would be awesome like tell me you don't want to do that ellen really you wouldn't (laughs) want to do that that look i mean that i want that so bad Put it out uh, in the, the Gulf of Mexico. One. This is honestly just shocking. No. So prior to <laughs> prior to Titanic, which just came out a couple years after this, um, this was the most expensive movie ever produced, which I don't think that's shocking. Um, it had a budget of $175 million. And what so was its box office revenue? So for reference, The Fellowship of the Ring, which came out six years later, had a budget of $93 million. So Fellowship of the Ring cost about half as much to make as this movie. Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, so f- adjusted for inflation, that $175 million today would be about $292 million. Uh, so for further reference, Spider-Man No Way Home cost $200 million to make. So this movie, 25 years later, only cost 25 million less. Not even, not even including adjusting for inflation, was 25 million dollars less than like the biggest blockbuster of 2021. What an incredibly ungodly expensive movie. Hey, you know what? I would have put all my money. Can you bring up? Can you bring up its box office revenue real quick? Opening weekend? How much did it make? We can probably look it up. It's. I all I know one of the few things I know about this. It's the biggest. Famously, one of the biggest bombs of all time. Yeah. I what mean, studio was it? With that, with that freaking budget, one hundred seventy-five million dollars in nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> oh, that's right, Are you yeah, kidding me? The... That's so much money. Twenty-one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not great, Kevin. Ooh. Not looking good, bud. Ooh. Um. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get into our lows, Ellen. I'm gonna let you go first. Let's go right off the bat. This score sucks. This score is awful. You know what this score reminded me of? Exactly what plays when you go to Rainforest Cafe. Y'all remember Rainforest Cafe? Yes. 
It's like, who doesn't want to go to a restaurant where they play, like, tribal music and animal sounds and randomly spray you with water throughout your dinner? <laughs> Goodness. Oh, man. Another low light. Boats fighting boats. Not fun. I don't, I'm not into it. Oh, disagree. Yeah. What? <laughs> have you ever seen... disagree. Have you ever seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? That... That boat yeah, chasing boats. sequence was amazing. Yeah, it's much better than this one. Um, I don't know about that. Keep it going. The wardrobe. Because nothing better for the ocean than a leather wardrobe. <laughs> Where did you even get leather? There are no animals. They gotta find whatever they can find, <laughs> Ellen. It's post-apocalyptic. Where do they, get leather? <laughs> they don't have they can't just go to H and M and pick out the hottest new outfit. It's What's, literally I mean, whatever I, floats to the surface they wear. <laughs> cannot think of anything more practical than a highly corseted leather bodice. <laughs> Man, that might be the only thing she owns. I just thought of another fun fact, by the way. So, like, Kevin Costner's character has to look wet in, like, basically every scene, right? Because he's in and out of water the whole time. So there were people on the set who their job was to douse Kevin Costner with buckets of water in between scenes to keep him looking wet. Ooh. And he grew to fucking despise those people. I would have like, loved just... that job. I would have loved <laughs> just... that yeah, job Yeah, especially so if much. he was being an asshole to the crew. I'd just been throwing yeah. water on he, him constantly. He just, like, kept getting angrier and angrier at these people. And it's just because it was their job to dump buckets of water on him because he just hated it <laughs> It so just much. makes so much sense, though, that he's an like Costner is like one of those actors where like I love him in movies but there's mm. n- not one chance I would ever want to hang out with him in real life mm. just mm-hmm. stick to sports movies bud mm-hmm. it's like really he's your house just stay there and it makes yeah, so much sense day. that he's an asshole yeah game that's what we're talking day. about we're talking about fucking game day <laughs> draft day draft day draft day sorry that's okay yeah the movie sucks but just, yeah, whatever. Just, just make baseball movies, Kevin. That's, that's really. Or just don't be an asshole. But I mean, you can tell he's an asshole. There's other yeah. actors like that too. That you love them, see them in movies. You just don't want to ever hang out with them. Mm-hmm. All right, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Any more lows? Uh, yeah. Is money called Goju? Gojuice? Gojuice. That was gas. Yeah, that's that was what gas. The that's called gojuice because it makes go-juice. them go. Oh, makes them go cool. into liquid. <laughs> so sick. Um. Did y'all know the? <laughs> The name of the ship of that liner the like liner it was like an exxon ship uh <laughs> in the like the one that deacon had the big mm-hmm. one it was the exxon Val- valdez and the everyone one that had the famous oil spill in the 90s yeah and everyone calls it the d's <laughs> i'm calling it the yeah. d's yeah, cool the, de- the deacon of the d's the d's so sick um yeah i could get literally it like these nuts ellen do you get it yeah no i get it ellen do you get the these nuts oh, mm-hmm. did that did Waterworld invent the joke these nuts, <laughs> <D's> nuts. <laughs> yeah so Waterworld is responsible for leonardo dicaprio saving the earth and the joke these nuts <laughs> yeah, best movie of all time it's confirmed um uh, I could, I literally could see the wires attached to Kevin Costner when he was. Okay, they uh, had to use the VFX budget to hide his receding hairline. They were Ellen, filming priorities. on water priorities the entire on. time. When he's ziplining, when he's on ropes, um, all of it could yeah. see the wires. How about attached when he gets hairline? How about when he gets launched? 
from the top mast when the plane gets detached and he doesn't move in the air. He just like holds his hands up and it's like a completely still person going into the water. So good. So good. Um, um, yeah. And then just like all the dialogue is just so terrible. Um, you love to see an actor who's famously monotone lead a film like this <laughs> i guess it's why a lot of his lines were maybe cut i don't know he doesn't mm. talk for like the first 30 minutes except for when he says nothing's free in water world <laughs> hey you know what nothing is free in water world <laughs> nothing is free in water world Alan. that's a life um, lesson right there <laughs> don't you forget it <laughs> oh man yeah i mean those are the only lowlights i wrote down but just like truly everything about this film is just Ellen, yeah, come sure. on! <laughs> I hated. Yeah. I hated every second. Did you watch this with Cam? No, oh, I watched it on I my phone while Cam's I was thoughts on this movie. That's the problem. You watched it on your phone. How dare you? Yeah, this movie this was not made to be watched <laughs> on your phone. I said there was sick sunsets. That was a highlight of mine. I got that. Imagine how sick those could have been on a TV. Yeah. No. So Cam and I did. Cam and I in quotes because I fell asleep, walked out of the room, didn't pay attention, which is why this qualified for the show. We watched this movie last year when it was on Netflix. He watched the whole thing, and I was like, I'm out. Um, and, I mean, he had, like, a okay time. I if You say you love to get his thoughts. He probably would have nothing to say because this movie is neither here nor there. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a movie. Like <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll go next with my lows. A few of mine are just unanswered questions um, that might be answered in like the extended or Ulysses cut or something. Um, and so if they are, please let me know. This is, uh, Whenever we get, we'll rent a beach house at some point. We're all going to go there vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the Ulysses cut. We're going to watch it one night and just Honestly, get hammered like and watch the Ulysses cut. That's <laughs> so fun. I'm so in. We're all going to go get drunk on the beach, come inside, and then watch the Ulysses cut. It's like a blast. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll be drinking like I'm like it's my last night on earth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my first low is a question. Um, if if that thing can purify piss, can it not purify ocean water? Yeah, that's what I what always a wonderful question. I, I it's the same question I have in every movie Immediate involving puddle. someone around the ocean. It's just like, hey, you know, you can boil the water. It just it'll so, turn into drinkable water. It's like the first survival rule anyone has. <laughs> like Becomes that, potable that, upon boiling. Yeah, that purifier is powerful enough to just take his piss from piss to drinkable water. Pure like water. A few, like it like is pure seconds. water. <laughs> yeah, but it can't in do seconds. that to ocean water. I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe it's explained somewhere in an extended edition cut. Is this based on a book? No, no, I don't think so. I think it's uh, straight from the mind of Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much every line of dialogue is bad. Like, just yeah. about all the dialogue is what is what bad. bad. Come on, oh, written poorly. I, I forgot to mention my low light. Enola screaming at him, "Faster, do it, pull it!" Yeah. When he's trying to like get the boat out of there. How about when she's giving like her kids, yeah. monologue and she's like. You can't see him in the noon sun. You don't know he's there until he's already slitting. You can hide throat. in the shadow of a noonday sun. Oh, so this is her first acting role of all time. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the music choices are weird and bad. Like the blues song when they're driving the car where the smokers live. Like I literally think it's a song from Blues Brothers. <laughs> so nineties though. Just a weird. It's just so nineteen ninety five. Um, having a super super unlikable protagonist is just not helping this movie. He is it's such already an kind of hard to get into. He, he like <laughs> like ninety nothing, minutes of the movie. Nothing really about this dude that I yeah, again. Part sucks. of Anola's like monologue. She's like, he hates everyone. He'll kill children. There's nothing redeemable about this man. I'm supposed like... to root for this guy. I'm supposed to feel like feel any emotions for this. Guy? He pimped out a woman for a piece of paper. This dude sucks. Like. Yeah, yeah, but he like wasn't really going to go through with it, you know. Yeah, the God. last second he had to change a heart because he wanted to fuck her himself. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> so the first 30 minutes of this movie, I'm watching it and I'm thinking like, man, I, I'm having an absolute blast. Why does everybody hate this movie so much? And then the action stops and they're just hanging out on a boat and talking. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's this is why people hate this movie because this sucks. <laughs> You didn't like the scene where he's he catches like this giant fish, and you only see the fish for like two seconds, and you have no idea how he killed it. It like happens yeah. so quick, it's bit, yeah. and then this bothers me every time. He just slaps the fish on the charcoal. On charcoal. There's no like guard over the. Gr- <laughs> also, where the hell did he get charcoal? Charcoal's made from trees. Mm-hmm. Well, I just assumed that that there was no like trees. wood, like wood, because his ship had broken apart. There's all that yeah, wood in the water. Wood when the plane any... when the plane crashes his mast, there's wood that he has all in the water. <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started. I've already tried to work this out. Tiny little t- what bothers me is he just slapped it on yeah. the ash, and there's just ash over yeah. all this fish that's you know definitely not deboned. <laughs> what would have been better than? the smokers showing up every 15 minutes to give us action cut half those. Cause they, they show up, they don't catch them. A couple of minutes go by, they do it again. They don't catch them. Like, and it happens a few times before they finally do replace one of those scenes with like, I don't know, a water monster, like have him like give us like something that gives us like a look into the life of living on the fucking sea. Like, yeah, you I know, think the majority smokers, dude, I think the like majority of shark. I don't know. I think the majority of the Ulysses cut is dedicated more suck. to the <laughs> smokers, and I think that's why people like it more because, like, you would absolutely rather watch Deacon than the Mariner, a hundred percent. And I think most of the Ulysses sure. cut that forty minutes that's added is like dedicated mostly to the smokers. Gotcha. Um. Okay, so it, it's so. well it's well established in this movie. They discuss it like multiple times that paper and crops are both incredibly valuable and rare commodities. The smokers have thousands of cigarettes that they're just tossing around like they're nothing, which yeah, is which a, is both which is paper crops, and crop crops rolled in paper. Yeah, where is that where tobacco they, from, sir? Where are they getting these cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, but you, they're they're on a cargo ship. It was probably like in a cargo thing. Cigarettes don't last that long, dude. You, you just told know, me man. that we're generations <laughs> away from the last time there was land. That's why they don't know what Cigarettes is underneath the water. Generations. Maybe you he can't. only gives them out once a year, and that's like the year that he was passing the cigarettes out. Yeah, Where but he hands them to from? little girls like it's nothing. Where did they come from, though? How did they make them? How did they get them? You, they're paper and crops you can't find. Maybe them. it they're was the, like two a... Two of the most valuable things on Where did Where ship. did the mariner get that little lime tree in the beginning? He probably found some seeds somewhere. I don't know. Um, yeah, that, that, bo- the, the cigarettes thing bothered me. Like 
he literally trades a scrap of incredible used paper for like a person <laughs> at one point. But these cigarettes are just all over the place. That also bothered um, me too because I used to smoke cigarettes in college, and like it'll dry your mouth out real quick, and there's like very low commodity yeah. of water, and it's just like, why yeah. would you choose to do Makes this? No sense. Like one, okay, you probably don't know the bad effects of it because like you don't know anything mm. except the rules to golf when I mean, they all have melanoma so who gives a fuck right yeah <laughs> but like is your mouth not are you not just cotton mouthing the entire movie and you just need water <laughs> like just stop smoking cigarettes <laughs> yeah. like we get it you're called smokers you don't have to actually smoke it's or also fine. how is that 90 year old man still alive in the gas tank <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, and then my last one is that uh, Costner is the worst kisser I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. Oh, my God. How when about they that dry-ass lipped kiss, bro? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. His lips were pursed while this lips woman was trying really to mack terrible. on him. I don't know. They're, the Princess Bride might be like, the greatest kiss mm. in history, but that dry-ass lipped kiss. Mm. <laughs> when they finally like, When they finally like get together and they start kissing, I've never seen two people just like, Pushing their faces together with no yep. involvement it's the least romantic kiss of I've lips. Ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Like it's is painfully awkward. It was like a Jimmy Stewart style kiss with no emotion. <laughs> yeah, but you it's almost as like they were like trying to miss each other's mouth. Like, let's see yeah. if we could get like only like twenty percent of our lips to line up. <laughs> and just put a ton of force between our heads hitting each other. Yeah, it's insane. Really. Uh Ty, do you want to go ahead with yours? Uh, yeah, the writing is terrible. Some of the worst dialogue I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so bad. Like, let's, let's, what, what, what was I saying earlier? Let's, uh, something savor. Uh, something we shall savor. suck and savor the sweet flavor mm-hmm. of dry land. Like, that, that's Feels not bad. a real line. That's not a real Feels line. Bad. That's, that's terrible. I mean, their funerals do rhyme, though. Yeah, but it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's not a real line um everyone literally every single all of the main actors seem like they were acting in a different movie like helen different movie the mariner different movie uh deacon totally different movie i mean deacon was like deacon was in like a like airplane kind of like mcgruber farce movie that no one else seemed to be in it was just very very bad. Enola, some of the worst child acting I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. It's she was not a good actress at all. I mean, terrible. No, no. terrible. Worse than the the kid no, who played bad. Anakin in Phantom Menace. It was yeah. the worst I've ever yeah, seen. Quite a bit worse. Um, that's. I mean, that's really all the lows I have. I mean, this movie's just a freaking blast that I kind of just block <laughs> everything out. I don't really watch this as, yeah. like, a serious movie. I kind of mm-hmm. watch this when I'm in the same mood as, like, when I would watch MacGruber. Yeah. So I think that's my big disconnect because it's, like, there are movies that I know are bad, but I have a lot of fun watching them. This one just, like, I didn't have any fun. Like, it wasn't, like, it's bad, but it's fun. It was just, like, it's bad and, like, every second I have to watch this is grading. Like, maybe, I, I guess it's just like a fun, you know, difference between you and me, but I don't know. Like, I just, I couldn't set that aside and just be like, let's have fun. I was like, yeah, I, tr- I no. This is where our tastes differ. We're we're yeah. more alike in movie taste than... than That's why it was yeah. weird to me. I was like, you and I always match up movie taste, but I'm like, this is not even like a fun hate watch or like, a, it's bad, but I'm having fun. Like, no, I no. 
I had a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, do we want to get into our recast? Yeah, let's I go for it. This will be weird. Ellen, you're up. Okay, this is good, because I have no backups. I kind, of, I kind of wish she hadn't have done the Muppet thing for Lord of the Rings, because <laughs> the Muppets Waterworld would have oh, been Muppet fucking Waterworld. hilarious. I'm not wasting the Muppets on this. The Muppets are but sacred to me. The it Muppets been are precious and amazing. But could you imagine a Gonzo as the Mariner? No, Gonzo as Deacon and Kermit as the Mariner. <laughs> Smirch the name of Gonzo and, like that. And Miss Piggy as Helen. <laughs> <laughs> and Fozzie right. Bear is that old guy who I've only ever seen him in like Elmo's world. The Wizard of Oz guy who came down on a... Yeah. He's in Elmo's world. Do you not remember him from El- Elmo's world? Oh, that's right. He is on Elmo's world. Yeah. The, the, it's like this... Elmo's world, and then he plays like a pedophile in another movie, and it was so. No, you know what he, you know what he is. He is the original owner slash clown in Airbud. Yes, also yes, that's what he's <laughs> oh also <God>. in. <laughs> oh my god, he is. He is in a lot of. Here you go he's in your recast. I want to figure out. He's in like a lot of different movies. <laughs> Michael G. That Michael Jeter. <laughs> Kind of losing my mind right now. The Green Mile. Yeah. Green he's, Mile. He's a pedophile in the Green Mile. He's a prisoner. He has the mouse. Yeah, he's one of the prisoners. Well, with that, oh, yeah. with that fun mouse. note. And Jurassic World 3. He's the guy in Jurassic World 3. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. His his uh, filmography. I just got to go through it. The Green Mile. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. The Polar Express. Jurassic Was Park three, the Austin Powers movies, Miller's Cro- no Miller's Crossing, Patch Adams, Tango and Cash, <laughs> Sister Act two, Mouse Hunt. Do y'all remember Mouse Hunt? Yes. <laughs> Air Bud. Oh gosh, this guy is. <laughs> and then Elmo's World, like that's his biggest ro- role is in Elmo's World. Uh, shout out to Elmo having a real moment on the internet right now. <laughs> All over TikTok, he really is. Yeah, I love Elmo. Okay, so for my recast, um, <laughs> for Deacon, I went with Michael Rooker. Yeah. Just because, like, before I even looked at the screen, I heard his voice. And I was like, is that Michael Rooker? <laughs> <clears throat> that makes sense. So, which led me to pick, uh, for Helen, Zoe Saldana, and for Mariner, Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh, God. You're just <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, but bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Goodness, <laughs> Chris Pratt. Can we stop putting Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt as the Mariner? Someone made that it. joke today <laughs> in the seventy millimeter uh, Discord. I was saying like this definitely needs a reboot for sure, and I think it was Slim that said uh, Waterworld, Jurassic World, whatever, starring Chris Pratt or something like that. Whatever. What's the Jurassic? Oh, a Waterworld, Fallen Kingdom, starring Chris Pratt. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, I it just it's like. A movie, a remake that I would do not want to see. I could not see, want to see less with an actor who I do not want to see less. Yeah, that's what I don't. I don't really have Chris like Pratt. a huge problem with Chris Pratt. I just wish like just stay away from blockbusters. Just do comedy. Just get fat I mean, again. Get fat again. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved mm-hmm. you when you were fat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, to anyone paying attention to everything I had to say in the first part of the podcast, I think you'll know where I stand on Chris Pratt. <laughs> okay um i get to go next i think 
you kind of just have to like really put the pedal to the metal on the on the weirdness of this one. Um, you can't try to make this a good movie because uh, it's just going to end up being weird. And bad. I don't know. Our me and Danny's idea. Can we say our idea now? Like yeah. your our joint idea mm-hmm. that we think would make a billion dollars. Just put mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan in the lead role and remake oh, yeah. this as Mad Max Fury Road on water. Let's You're going to make a billion dollars. Michael B. Jordan's career right here. No, right now. I, no, no, because you get uh, you get his boy. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm playing. Yeah, you get Cooler to direct it and it's going to be amazing. There is a How way if you pump the Googler. there's a way to pump the brakes on the weirdness and if you just take the base idea of like Mad Mad Max caps on melted, water water the world star Michael flooded. B Jordan directed by Ryan Coogler just totally change you didn't have to be the same story yeah. just total Mad Max Fury Road reboot it's gonna make a billion Ta- dollars yeah I get that like if you leaned in more to like the political system took away the weird accents and the weird languages but like even if you don't have to juice. lean you don't even have to lean into the political thing. Because Mad Max Fury Road had no... It was just pure octane action. And well, just Mad Max Fury Road kind of had something to say, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, if you really want to... That's so... Yeah. Well, I'm like, this could... Uh, no, I'm, I'm not saying, like, it was a huge part of it, but, like, it had enough of something to say that, like, kind of kept the attention of the audience. Well, I mean, uh, there is, Outside like... There's the cool a climate stuff. change discussion. There's an evolution discussion. There are things to say here. This movie just did a bad job of saying them. But if you strip away the campiness and the cheesiness and the goofiness, like, there is something here that could yeah. you could make into, like, a huge action, interesting, good, exciting movie. And you, you add just, the Cougs and... You're just not... You're not Gordon. able to... You're not able to, like take Kevin Costner and the goofiness out of it. You just have to imagine like you've got a world that's like flooded because of climate change. And so people have had to adapt the way they live and we're generations down the line and they just want dry land. Like there's an interesting bones to a story there. If you have good actors and a good director and a good script. (laughs) Hey, and you know what? Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan are batting a thousand right now. Yeah. Black Panther, Fruitvale station Creed. Like, yeah. They are batting a thousand. Yeah. If anybody, anybody could do it, they could do it. Um, but I didn't want to do that with my recast. I wanted to make another weird one because this movie's very fun, and I wanted to do that again. So my deacon is Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, family. It's about yeah, family just, on that boat. <laughs> I just want a big, buff, pissed off, bald, like, <laughs> like cheese ball of a villain. That's I would I love know. to see Vin Diesel doing that. When he's trying to catch the monster and doing those weird water moves, I would love to see Vin <laughs> Diesel doing that. What is, What does he say? In... I like it when it's quiet. Is it... Stop talking so much. It's really quiet. <laughs> is it Fast Five when he has that like? See, is it with Gal Gadot when he talks about like his ideal woman? He's like, that doesn't sound like me at all, and it's like this cheesy, cheesy ass line, and he's like describing Letty, and Gal Gadot's like, that doesn't sound like me at all, and he's like, yeah. I know. Like, imagine him, like, saying that kind of shit to whoever the female lead is here. Well, yeah, you got to have Letty. Letty's obviously going to be the female lead, right? No, I was going to say, speaking of, Gal Gadot's my Helen. Uh, No. You got to have Letty, dude. No, dude, I want Gal Gadot as Helen. We're we're just pushing the weirdness. We're pushing (laughs) campiness and cheesy and funny, and she's kind of falling into that role with a lot of these crappy action movies. Hey, you know what? I didn't like her at first, but Enola's my favorite. And she took all of her clothes off and just stood in front of me. Hey, you know what? Sometimes the water fights back. You have it, you, the worst Vin Diesel impression. Nothing's free in Waterworld. Um, does he Does he have a song on the soundtrack? 
in this. Certainly. Does he sing the song that Deacon rides they're playing his like whatever that song that came out last year that Megaspell was obsessed with. That's Mega what I'm obsessed with that tragic. song. <laughs> yeah, but Megaspell think it's like the greatest song ever. It's a fun That's song. what's playing while they're driving the car through D's. D's. <laughs> um, and then D's the like Mariner. Like this one didn't take a lot of brain power. Not too much of a stretch for this one. It's Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duh. Like. It's very obvious not having to stretch real far with this one, but God, just if I'm making a cheesy, campy action movie, he's the perfect person to put <laughs> that's in, a good in one. the lead role. Um, that's okay. My, uh, that's my incredible movie that I just cast. I was uh, the Vin Diesel song. I don't know you, but it feels like <laughs> I do. I'm going to go weird. I'm going to go weird with mine also. I'm going to go a little bit more comedy, edging on a little bit more MacGruber side of things. Um, so Helen... I want a serious actor in this because a serious actor in a very comedic movie is always hilarious. So my Helen is going to be Kristen Stewart and she's going to be like the straight man. She's going to be the, you know, yeah. n- not reacting One who's to like, anything. What the fuck is this? Yeah. My Deacon is going to be Will Forte. Just over the top. God. Ridiculous. Just Incredible. so weird. Just being Guys. improv. <laughs> improv most of his lines. <laughs> And then my mariner is going to be Andy Samberg. <laughs> oh my god! No. Could you imagine I a lonely it. island version? A lone, of it is going to be written by, by Jorma Schaefer. Yeah. yeah, written by directed Yorma, by Akiva. directed by Akiva. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. We're having a lonely island water world. <laughs> oh my god! And I would watch that. The pivotal I mean, song. Andy's hot. I'll watch it. The pivotal but... song. So pale. I'm on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Credits roll. I'm on a boat place right then. <laughs> I hope they don't t- try to get Andy Samberg tan. Just let him be pale. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, like so cut funny. to yeah. cut to many scenes of him applying his homemade uh, sunscreen. Well, yeah, which makes sense. No one was sunburned in this movie. Yeah. How but have we not tan? As well, I assume that's part fuck. of evolution. But there were all people those, like, that just weren't even tan. All those tan lines <laughs> along his eyes. Like, yeah. No, they were tan. They were so tan. There were some people that were not tan at all. Well, yeah, they that lived was another, in the floating city. They never went. There's another one of the fun facts I saw is that like they just went through an incredible amount of spray tan in between like every scene for these actors. Spray tan? They didn't actually get tan and they were outside they were the just, whole time. They were spray tanned to death. <laughs> I mean, it works as a good. You didn't tell how freaking orange Kevin Costner was in this movie. Yeah, but I also saw like the lines across his like on his like crow's feet on his eyes mm-hmm. i was like that's a mark of an actual tan because he's squinting constantly in the sun yeah he was squinting while they're spraying his face <laughs> down um also by the way if anybody wants Waterworld art head on over to vhs village shop 70 millimeter discord they do artwork for every episode they do on theirs and they have actually a pretty cool Waterworld art Artwork. What does it look like? It's uh, Costner with the um, with the flare while he's swimming underwater. Mm. It's pretty sick. It's I actually really he's good. Like in his piss. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> God, I just I need someone to explain to me why he couldn't just f- filter, filter the ocean, ocean water. VHSvillage.com. <laughs> there you go. Just very right, cool. And they got great I mean, artwork. I do need to order from... some prints from them. Yeah, I'm trying to redo my office space. Um, we got a voicemail. Speaking of seventy millimeter, they, Kev. Oh, thank God, Kev. The By the way, the Ellen, they have a really great West Side Story art. 
know. OG West Side Story. I really want their Goonies one too. Mm -hmm. Let's hear from Kevin. All right. Yeah, I got a voicemail from Kev. Hey, West Palm Crew, Kev here. You know, I never really got Waterworld until yesterday when I saw the Ulysses cut. The Ulysses cut is the television version of the film, except with elements from the European version, so it's completely uncensored and all this. It is basically like watching the original intention of Waterworld. And for someone who's always like, movies should be 90 minutes long, Waterworld needs to be three hours long, okay? There's so much more detail, so much more of the world, so much more character and texture in the Ulysses cut. My mind was, was blown, honestly. I know at least Ty and Danny didn't watch it, and I don't think Ellen, based on her reaction last week, is going to track down the Ulysses cut. But if you can find money, it Kat. wherever you can find it, please give it a shot, because it makes the movie, I don't want to say palatable, because I like the movie now, um, but it's different and it's better. I was wondering, on that note, if you guys had any favorite alternate cuts, director's cuts, different Ooh. versions of movies. I have a few, just to give examples. The oh. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, uncut <laughs> version called American Cox. I love Wake Up Ron Burgundy, the subplots that got stitched up to make a DVD extra for Anchorman, if that counts. And I love, of course, the Cannes Festival cut of Southland Tales, a historic disaster. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. Oh, man. Director's cuts. I mean, that's tough. I mean, obviously, right, like, we're all going to say... Uh... Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Obviously, what? Wait, now my mind is going blank of like notable director's cuts of anything. Um, Oh, you know what? Y'all are both going to hate this, but the Justice League Snyder cut I liked so much better than. It's so it is a lot better. Like it is. I'll give you that. I still don't like love it. I mean, it wasn't like a great (laughs) film. Oh, Oh, Orlando Bloom, Kingdom of Heaven. Sorry, I just Google just director's cuts that are better. Have y'all seen that? Kingdom of Heaven, the director's cut? No, I've, you know, I think I saw, like, it came out when I was, like, heavy in that Orlando Bloom crush time in, like, middle school, and it all went so over my head. I don't remember a thing from it. Oh, yeah, my number one, Aliens. Aliens, number one, director's cut. The, the director's cut is ten times better. Like, that's the reason I have the artwork, the Aliens artwork on my wall. Is because mm-hmm. the director's cut made a three and a half star movie into a five star movie for me. Wow. Cool. Don't worry, Danny. Um, I'll eventually pick that for this. I said, like, I point. can't. I'm sorry, Kev. Other... Nothing's coming to mind as far as like a notable director's cut. The only other one I can think of would be like Blade Runner. Like I've Ooh. seen a couple. Oh. Yeah. I've seen a couple a different one. editions of Blade Runner. And I like Blade Runner is not my jam. Like I don't really love any of them. But the director's cut one that I saw or the final cut or whichever. One, I don't know. There's like 30 of them is a lot better than the original theatrical one that I saw. A recent one that came out, Dr. Sleep, which was like the sequel to The Shining. The director's mm-hmm. cut's a lot better than the theatrical cut. Oh, cool. All right, uh, you guys ready oh, to get into? There's our... a director's cut of Almost Famous. I think I have seen that one. I think that's the only one I've seen. So I guess that one for me, I'm like looking at like notable director's cuts. That's a big one. Then yeah, shoot, I'll go with Almost Famous because I know that I've pretty much only seen the longer version. Oh, you know what? Apocalypse Now. Is it Redux or Redux? Yeah, no, that's a know. bad movie theatrical or director's cut <laughs> you don't like apocalypse now at no, all it's not a good movie it's not good 
That's Cameron's favorite movie. <laughs> no, it is not. Why is that his favorite movie? You know, I say that because, and I know the answer to this. It was one of the first movies that he ever saw that was like, this is not just, you know, we all have that experience of like you watch a movie that's like a serious drama or like a really intense film for the, you know, the first time you've ever seen something like that. And you're like, holy cow. Yeah. Movies can be really intense. And then um, I think that just like really, really stuck with him. The performances in the movie are really good. And he got really into the whole behind the scenes stuff, which is its own movie in itself. So, well, that website, 70 millimeter, they have some apocalypse now art. So I should see that. I'm not going to buy any of that. Cause I'm the one in charge of redecorating <laughs> our, be a nice little, <laughs> it'd be a nice little birthday, Christmas present, something like that for him. Sure. Maybe I'll get that one in December when his birthday is. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll get him the Iron Giant one. Oh, that the Iron Giant cute. one. This one right here. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I'll yeah. get that one. Are we gonna just keep shopping on air, or is yeah. that what this podcast? Yeah, we're shouting out. Oh, it's just, I mean, actively. We steal friends of the show. We steal. Oh, actively shopping during recording. <laughs> we steal so many <laughs> listeners from seventy millimeter already that we might as well give them a shout. Shout out and push people their way. Like percentage wise, a lot of listeners. Numbers wise, like not really. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah numbers right, wise, move... it's still like two. Yeah. Let's move on to our letterbox scores. Ty, what do you got? You know what? I had to really think hard about this because mm-hmm. the first time I I, I uh, put this on letterbox when seventy millimeter did their episode on this, I gave it one and a half stars, and. That was back. I mean, there was a real shift during the year of 2020 where mm-hmm. I decided to rate movies on based on how much I like them and not what mm-hmm. I think they deserved. And I started giving more five stars and four stars. And I really loved watching this movie and I had a really great time. So I'm going to give this the Con Air rating of three and a half stars. The Con Air <laughs> the line. The classic Con Air line. Of three and a half stars. It's fun, so it's good. Yeah. I yeah. I personally had a three and a half star experience with this movie. Sweet. I'm going to go three. I had a great time. There you go. Is it a good movie? No, probably not, but I had a blast with who it. Who cares? Going three stars. Look, uh, if you uh, like a movie and you had a good time with it, who cares what you rate it? Oh, I agree with you. Like, my dad's favorite movie is Forrest Gump. And is that a good movie or not? Who knows? The internet says no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Brian definitely says no. (laughs) All right, Ellen. It's one star. (laughs) One. One star. My gosh. The Exorcist rating. That's your lowest rating, (laughs) I think, so far, right? Of all time, yeah. (laughs) Goodness. Of all time? Like ever never, in the history never, of Letterbox? I've never given anything one star before. <laughs> Ellen, is this your least favorite movie of all time? It just might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see what Danny picks next then. <laughs> okay. Here's something that I was warned against. Um, <laughs> Cameron and I were talking about this and I was like, I'm going to get tied back. And he was like, this is supposed to be a fun thing that the three of you guys do. Do not turn this into a war. Do it. Where you're suddenly I, just it. picking no, no. purposely bad movies do to it. piss each other off. No one was going to want to listen to that. No one's going to have any fun. You guys are going to. And I'm like, you know, you're right. So no. let the war end here. No. Let it end I here. I think he's I want to talk about good movies that we like. I think he's. No, no. This is a 
a movie podcast about movies. He picked movies, a movie he liked. He gave it to movies stars, we he love. It. it has nothing to do with how I think y'all will feel. So if you think this I'm going to hate a movie. This one felt a little like you purposely picked it because you knew I would hate it. I'm not going to do that. I'm no, I purposely picked this because I always wanted to pick it because it's I love this movie. But I have no yeah, problem with you starting a war. If we, <laughs> I think if we start a war, that would be good viewership. Like, hey, these two podcasters just picking the worst movies of all time. <laughs> You guys but made me love. watch The Exorcist I, and Shining back to back. We make Ellen watch one movie she might not like very much, and she's just like, "I think we need to call it." Yeah, you made now. Danny watch about? the talented Mr. Ripley last week, and you knew absolutely that he would hate that. <laughs> Tell yeah. me, the month of October existed where I'm just getting dunked on. You have to watch Waterworld one time. It's like this is not fair. What we're doing here, guys, get out of here. The only break Danny had was Halloween when you say Town like Two. That. <laughs> get out of here okay when you say it like that but i don't want to like purposely picture that no, hate. no no that's not that's not it it's you pick a movie that would be a fun discussion it has no okay. like i don't do not care that you hate Waterworld. i fully <laughs> expected you that that you would hate Waterworld. i just love that we got to talk about Waterworld. <laughs> all right Speaking of bad movies that I really like. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, I, baby. Okay, so I have been I've been watching Cobra Kai on Netflix, uh, the Karate Kid TV show. Mm-hmm. Not not a very good show. Um, but it's making me miss karate. Like I miss just martial arts in general. I miss doing it. I miss talking about it. I miss watching it. So I wanted to pick a, a martial arts movie. Um, <laughs> it can't be Three Ninjas because I've seen no. it. Yeah, we've all seen not, it. We've all seen Three, three Ninjas. Everyone our age has seen Three Ninjas. <laughs> I'm going to pick a movie that neither of you have seen. Um, it's a movie that I have seen more than maybe any movie in existence. We're going to watch Bloodsport. <gasps> oh! <laughs> you have talked about this movie since we had started rankings mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say that I've probably... Like, it's either this or Disney Hercules movie. Like those are the two movies that I've seen the most number of times yeah. in my entire life. You, I, like, I, I think you've I, talked I'm about this kidding. movie I've, more than I've seen it probably fifty times. Yeah. If I had to guess, you've talked about least. this movie more than any other movie. It's bad. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's not a good movie. But if you're just like, but this might be like you bad em- but fun. What I hope if you for embrace in a bad the movie. cheesy eighties action movie. Like, oh uh, well, Ellen embrace- won't embrace the cheesy. She's gonna tear it apart, just like Waterworld. <laughs> if you just Waterworld embrace- was not cheesy. It was, it was pretty bad. damn cheesy. <laughs> I just like embrace a good the '80s action cheese. Embrace the fact that it stars Jean Claude Van Damme. Embrace that it's some of the worst acting you've ever seen before. But there's so many like iconic moments in this movie that like people are still talking about 30 years later because this movie is just weird and buck wild. I'm so God, God I cannot. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this shitty movie. Okay, <laughs> Ellen. Podcast that I love. Ellen, you write the summary, and I will read it on air never seen it before right when we start recording but you can also recast first again oh since you yes it. deal okay. absolutely <laughs> i'm god this movie is i've been wanting be... to watch like i've been holding off on this movie because i knew we Thank were going to cover it yeah 
because you talk about it so much. I feel like this has come up on multiple Rake Kings episodes. Well, it's just because we we talk all the time about like how I didn't grow up watching movies. Like I didn't really watch movies as a kid unless we owned it on VHS. And this is one of the few that we did own on VHS. And so I've seen it just like literally like 50, 75 times probably. A uh, few selling points, 90 minutes. Oh, there you go. Tight a, 90. We love to see tight, it. Tight, tight, 90. Uh, Slim of 70 millimeter podcast gave this five stars. Yeah. He also gave like, what was it like Secret Ninja 3? It's like his favorite, <laughs> one of his four favorite movies. He, he gave it five stars. Danny Haas gave it four stars. Uh, this is on HBO Max. Oh, don't have to rent it. There you go. Easy. Don't have to rent Great. it. So a few you selling points for link. it. The, um, also, the run also, of movies we've been on. We go from yeah. Fellowship of the Ring, one of the greatest movies ever made, to mm-hmm. Talented Mr. Ripley, a very Oscar-y movie, to Waterworld, to Bloodsport. <laughs> and then next and then the two week towers. after, after two that, it's Two Towers. <laughs> yeah, we're getting weird. Um, what also, is this fi- podcast? <laughs> final selling point. Final selling point without spoiling anything. Full shot of Jean-Claude Van Damme's ass in this oh. movie. Oh, Just yeah. Full naked ass, right? Zoomed in. Love some man ass. Ellen's really looking forward to that. Her <laughs> eyes lit up when you said that. <laughs> I'm less familiar with, with John Claude Van Damme's uh, body of work, so to say. So. Oh. <laughs> the, man, the man looks great in this movie. The man looks so good in this movie. I'm, I'm so excited because this is sort of loosely based on a true story. I'm so excited to come just loaded with fun facts. It's going to be a blast. I cannot wait. It's going to be I'm weird. Really, um, very weird oh, yeah. to recast this movie. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Gonna be very weird. Um, but oh, are no. you guys ready to <laughs> ready to get out of here? Yeah. All right. Thank you for watching the movie with us. Our theme song is Glass Auditoriums by Doc Ellicott. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at wswampod at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchingmoviepod. Until next time, nothing's free in Waterworld. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye.